Busy people and lots of yellies, Worcester hipsters and fat up townies. We have more than pizza in common, with two rocks for bookends. New Haven, New Haven, New Haven, between two rocks. And welcome back to Between Two Rocks What'd podcast. you do this weekend, Josh? <laughs> Uh, I'm your host, Josh Levins, and uh, this is our second try, um, episode 22, I guess. Uh, I've had a pretty good day so far. I have I woke up at 11, I played video games, I Why are you telling me all this again? <laughs> you know, we have a good time here, and uh, but sometimes, you know, we have technical difficulties. It's just the nature of this, this high-tech biz we're in, uh-huh. you know? And uh, it's not just glitz and glamour and TMZ red carpets. No, no. <laughs> Some of it is just re-recording the first two minutes of your podcast. It's mostly that. Again yeah, I would and again. Say, yeah, I would say for every for every listenable minute that people hear at home, we probably record a thousand minutes. Cutting room floor is just has tons of material. That's right. I did not book enough time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my timer's off now too. Gosh. Um. So yeah, Colin, welcome back as always. Yes, good to be here. Yeah, um, and this week we have we we're going full nerd this week. You know, most weeks we go pretty nerdy, but this week we're going full nerd. Uh, we have two of the board members of New Haven IO, which is a local tech community. Uh, I'm also a board member of this, but yeah, you know, say, just, a, call that mm-hmm. yeah, just a full disclosure. Segue, yeah, full disclosure <laughs> for my advertisers that I'm also on this board. But I mean, I would say that my contributions are minimal, almost detrimental. So really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when I work for a company, I feel like there's probably like a net loss overall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping they break That's even. Good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, Steve Voyles. Hey. <laughs> he hey. made a hand yeah. gesture. That was, that was nice. good. And <laughs> Henry too, Quinn. No? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us, man. Is there like a number after your name? Henry Quinn the fourth. Fourth. Whoa. Wow, that's a lot. We couldn't get the first three, obviously, too bougie. Well, wow. first one's probably dead, you gotta imagine. <laughs> for a good number of years. That's right. That's what he gets for talking to me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh so yeah, welcome guys. Thank you so much for coming out here. Thanks for having of course, us, man. I'm sweating your butts off here in the unair conditioned studios <laughs> of Tree. Summer's in full swing. Yeah, it is like 85 degrees today. It's pretty toasty. So, did you guys go to the beach today? I did not go to the beach today. No, no. I'm a sleeping giant. You went to sleeping giant. Yeah, That's good. How does right. it look? Mostly the same. Mostly the same. Yeah. All the same trees are mostly there. They're somewhat a little more sideways than they used to be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the variety of that, though, you know? I haven't been back there yet. What was? How extensive was that damage that they just had to close the woods? I know, right? What was happening there? She's like, we can't trust people to go around. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just assumed the tree was a ready to fall. blazed path. Yeah, at any moment. Just I assume the trees were already down, right? Yeah, I think they were clearing the path a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that took two years, $14 million. (laughs) (laughs) That seems appropriate. (laughs) Cool. Uh, So, yeah, New Haven I.O. What is it? It's a uh, sex club, right? Yeah. Close. In a way. I guess it started. (laughs) (laughs) Like most programming meetups, it eventually ends in an orgy. Yeah. No, it's all BDSM. (laughs) It's an orgy of git commits. (laughs) Well, alienated most of the audience now. That's good. Uh, By mentioning Git? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is gonna be. I was like, boy, this is gonna be a very niche episode. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we like to vacillate between listenable and unlistenable, if possible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Odd numbers are listenable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how did how did y'all get? All right, hold on. Let's back up. New Haven I.O. is sort of a loose conglomeration of um, people who live in and around New Haven um, who work in the tech community. I would say mostly software developers. There's a few sysadmins or various uh, designers, if you will. Um, and so I, I feel like it's it's like part Slack channel, part meetups, and part um, – I mean, that's really it, right? I don't know. Emotional support group. Okay. Yeah, that's an important element, I would say. Okay. In what, in what sense? Well, there's just always something stupid at work, right? Okay. Like you're figuring, trying to figure something out. No one documented something. It's nice to have a place to go to to lean on people and you know, lean on isn't necessarily the right phrase, but yeah, I mean, ask a, a question. Of, rubber if you could even, talk right into that, into it, that would help a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's cool that you're talking to Henry. But <laughs> right, like, it's hard to break old habits. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's yeah. fair. Anything um, you knew about eye contact, just forget. Forget it, it all. Yeah, yeah, just look at the wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like as a computer engineer, you should already be well beyond trying to even make avoiding eye contact. Eye contact. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, it's kind of baked even, into the field. Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> <laughs> uh, leaning on people, yeah, I lean on people heavily. <laughs> the Ruby channel is mostly me asking questions about how to do my job. I think it's important, though. You know, we worked together also back yep. in the day, and full disclosure, you, right? Full exactly. Disclosure. <laughs> These are really important points. Just to um, be clear, I was not fired by Steve. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> In case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't really have anyone to go ask questions to, right? You're kind of just shouting into the void like, hey, I don't know why this doesn't work and it's due soon, but yeah, we'll figure it out. And, you know, I guess it's great that we did, but maybe it didn't have to be that insane either, you know? Yeah. So having a place to go and ask a lot of different people with a lot of different perspectives and, and experience really does, I think, help, um, especially as you're kind of growing in that field, because it, it, there's just so much to know to be productive nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like my last job, I worked alone. I was like the sole web and infrastructure developer, and I had to learn a lot of crazy, complicated stuff on my own. And it was a lot of just crying and screaming into the void until I found IO to just ask a ton of people questions, like everyone else said, about how to do my job. <laughs> just to be clear, the void is actually uh, the a nickname for, for my office that it was in the separate wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was a sole developer in my last job, and it is, it's hard to learn on your own. Like, when you get stuck programming, you get really stuck. And, like... My manager was like an IT guy. He couldn't help me. I would just be like, yeah, I can't figure out how to like make these attachments save to S3. And he's like, yeah, I don't understand any of what you're talking about. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Are you done yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> the deadline is well past. But right. no, no, it's cool. So how nitty gritty do people get in the, you know, when they're asking for help? Is it, <clears throat> there's kind of like a fine line when people are asking you for something and you can give like, this is the way that I would approach it. And like, let me just see what you're doing. I'll do it for you real quick. Yeah, that's a good question. I d- you know, I'm not the most active all the time, just as I have to travel from uh, time to time, so I'm not always around, but I rarely ever see someone, what I would say, cross the line in terms mm-hmm. of like, all right, I'm doing your job now. Yeah. Usually it's just, hey, Docker doesn't work the way I think it ought to. And I think we have a good amount of members that understand the problem ro- probably is more in your thought process and understanding mm-hmm. of the technology you're using and less so in the way you're trying to use it maybe. 
Uh, so yeah, I think the problem they, is that you're stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you tried being less stupid because <laughs> it would be way easier to do your job if you were smarter. <laughs> That's all the chat bot says in the Slack channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we program the bots to just yeah insult people. Right, they're, they're our automated trolling system. <laughs> <laughs> and not to have like two cop out an answer, but it really kind of depends on what you're doing, what channel you're in. Because we have a ton of people who are new to the community just digging into JavaScript and asking some more basic questions on stuff they don't understand but if we hop into like the devops channels people asking some pretty granular questions about some pretty big topics that kind of encapsulate a lot of things and it Mm kind of ebbs and flows yeah so how many people are in the group in in total amongst all those channels i think in total meetup says we have a little over 1500 uh (laughs) I don't know how many of those members are active, though. I, if I had Three. to guess, yeah. If we're about to file our IPO, it's ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in Slack, there's probably like sixty to eighty people, roughly. You know, I'd say sixty to eighty active. I see like one hundred fifty, two hundred any given month across everything. I would say at any given time, I'm producing forty percent of the text. <laughs> yeah, is that true? <laughs> uh, probably not, but I, yeah, I do a good share. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, it really depends, um, you know, because, like, we'll get into some pretty, especially, like, because, like, uh, New Haven has a lot of Ruby developers because C-Click Fix is, like, a Ruby mm-hmm. house, and, like, I, you know, Yale has a sh- weird amount of Ruby, so, like, there tend to be a lot of senior Ruby developers getting to some really esoteric conversations about, like, features of the language that, mm-hmm. like, you may not see in other channels. And then also, like, I'll be like, oh, I have to, I have to do CSS, and then it's just, like, a nightmare. So, yeah. I assume we have a channel for that, right? Nightmares? Front end. I, I mean, the front end channel. is basically a nightmare, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, is is all of this based around the Slack channels, or is it, or do you physically meet up in, in Flesh Space as well? Oh, uh, God, we meet up so in Flesh gross Space. when you say it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of different events we try to do, and we're trying to get the momentum going now that the end of the summer is kind of coming up. Uh, we have Josh throwing our social nights where we'll get a bunch of people together at a bar and just kind of hang out, get to know everybody. Um, I'm trying to start a new series of events called Bite Brunches, where we all meet at Fussy Coffee on like a Saturday morning. Just get some coffee, get some eggs, kind of hang out, work on some projects together. Just kind of a quasi kind of hack night. You could do that, Colin. You're pretty much there yeah. anyway. Yeah, I'll probably be there. Yeah. yeah. But not sitting with us. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Way Pull my hat down low when yeah. I spot the table. This is enough association. <laughs> <laughs> Toss this hoodie up. <laughs> and then... uh try to do once a month doing a uh, big talk night where we have like two or three people come together presenting like 20 minute talks on like last week we did databases uh, next month we're doing IOT security we're trying to do some DevOps and JavaScript nights just try to get people in the community teaching and learning and kind of feeding back into the community what they took out of it earlier mm-hmm. I'm, I just take <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I put on the social nights but really like it's mostly just like I pick a Thursday where I don't have anything going on I pick a bar, and then I show up, and then I usually get booked for a comedy show, and I'm like, all right, hey, I actually have to leave after 15 minutes. Just try so. to hand it off at the last <laughs> second. I have to nice. take over. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm really doing bare minimum, but, you know. It's really effective management You got style, the name though. tags, though. That's, yeah, I did get the name tags. It's true. I'm a leader of men So these, these groups have – meetups have name tags. I mean, yeah, somebody had the idea, and I was like, actually, that's a pretty good idea yeah. for, like, the social night, you know, because names are hard. Mm-hmm. I don't personally care, but I think people do. Mm-hmm. So does anybody ever write a funny thing on their name tag? Oh, it's just a real riot out there, <laughs> you know? It's just like so much good material you could fit on a name tag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Programming puns for days. <clears throat> I used to have this neighbor called Downstairs Dave because he lived below me, you know? And uh, he used to do a lot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, he would just 
start like knocking on my door and I would open it and he would just be sitting there without a shirt on extremely excited about something. Nice. And he would just kind of like charge into the, you know, I don't know why that made, I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Sometimes you need a cannonball to just blast into <laughs> <Yeah>. your apartment. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, Dave, how you doing? <laughs> what stack does downstairs Dave work in, Josh? What's that? What stack does downstairs Dave work <laughs> in? I think he works in the construction stack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somewhat a comedy show like a year ago. It was weird. So, uh, yeah, name tags. No, uh, yeah, we actually have some pretty clever people. There's some pretty good jokes in the Slack, you know. So I don't know. I haven't seen any funny name tags, but you know, mm-hmm. I'll be on the lookout. Name tags are new though. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, people probably put a shape. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, that's, there should be a name there. That's just a triangle. <laughs> you got hacked. Now you're getting it. <laughs> I think that's Matt, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, so how did how did y'all get involved in New Haven IO? Probably um, more extensively the last six months, I would say. Although sort of, it's built uh, for me at least over the last year or two with uh, I'd say A100 when they departed. There was kind of like a hole I felt like in the community, and we used to sponsor those events um, at our at our office, giving people a place to come and play. And where around is your just, office? Well, at the time we were in Wallingford, we're in New Haven now. Okay, but what? Who are you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Acuity. We do, yeah, building automation, a lot of lighting, okay. uh, energy efficiency, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I know that. Right. I'm going to take <laughs> this for granted. <laughs> but uh, maybe not every listener knows you by name. I assume that when you when we cut the real version, you're going to add in a lot of extra context as That's we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're like footnotes for your ears. Right, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is going to be annotated later. <laughs> is it weird that I'll have done a podcast without having ever listened to any podcasts? That's <laughs> Whatever you do, don't listen to this one. <laughs> Maybe this will be your first right, yeah. interesting introduction. So we would host those kind of events at the office, and then I think we we moved down here right as A100 was ending. And so that that kind of that kind of stopped, and I think at the time, Zach, um, th- um, he used to be friends with my brother, so I made kind of connections with him, and he was leading the, the community or, or doing a lot of the organizing at mm-hmm. the time. And so put a uh, put. Hold on, I was like, I just want to say that there's a guy smoking a blunt literally right outside this window. Boy, this is on <laughs> oh, yeah. camera, right? Just making some real eye contact. I, I don't. I want to take a selfie. He wants to show us. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. Can I flip this around? Oh, here we go. Yeah, he's yeah, posing make sure for you use the right guys here. Oh, right camera. Yeah, yep. we're doing this. Yes. Look at this guy. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh. Well, the window is a... A blessing and a curse. No, oh, it's, it's just a blessing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Nothing cursed has happened Never as of yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's only good stuff. <laughs> um, and A100 was like a sort of a mini boot camp, right? Well, don't knock on the window. Yeah. For front eyes. Yeah, they were doing like an active boot camp just to get people introduced to the space, learn the basics, and try to find a spot for you to you know do some work, do an internship or something like that. Yeah, that's so actually where I met Steve. Yeah, I was uh, in the last cohort of A100 before everything kind of folded. Just like a free eight-week-long summer boot camp, trying to take you from nothing to web developer. Yeah, I like so the model. Good, it just didn't work. So, is are you just paying attention out yeah, the window? Yeah, it's so, very distracting. Like, I'm so distracted <laughs> yeah. right now. This is one of those times where like maybe vaping before the podcast was not great, but uh, yeah, there's just where I'm kind of watching this guy get reprimanded by a producer about smoking <laughs> weed, knocking on the window. It was just the knocking yeah, on the, the window knocking. part. Yeah, 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 that's true. He doesn't care about the weed. The dance it's was funny. fine. It's funny because he was basically like, 
give me the microphone. Like, I'm going to come on. It's like, no, nah, man. Like, I definitely don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a window between us, too. I mean, yeah, like, whatever, physically, how? Whatever you're going to add to this conversation is not good. But it could be a new bit that's unexplored, right? Like, just random passerbyers from the street. It's yeah. called muffled yelling. You'd be surprised. You don't want your average human being to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> So is New Haven IO, does, it doesn't have anything to do with A100, though, in the sense that no, it's no, like it was, a uh, leading to a job. Is, does it get co-opted by people looking for work or yeah, this is, I mean, recruiting or yeah, what? A100 was definitely a business yeah, that yeah. In, intended to be, mm-hmm. in theory, self-sustaining. Um, I think wasn't. our goal for New Haven IO is to be the water cooler of the New Haven tech scene. Mm-hmm. So we have people come in to ask questions. People come in just to like ask questions about soft skills at work. We have a jobs channel where people can say they're looking for work or employers okay. can say, hey, we're looking for an engineer with XYZ kind of skills mm-hmm. has there been any success stories out of that that people are have gotten jobs or gotten an employee or anything like that we've had a f- good amount of people i think good oh, jobs for sure through IO. yeah absolutely yeah yeah people I mean, a lot of get jobs mm-hmm. a lot of networking if nothing else yeah they'll help they'll help they'll help you find a spot that, that maybe they've been in the past and so they know the people that are there the environment the culture mm-hmm. and they can speak to that positively or or if someone's hiring for like a ruby job they'd be like oh josh talks on the ruby channel all the time he actually knows what he's talking about I whoa whoa, whoa. yeah unlikely he has lots of questions yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always seem to know any answers but that he's asking questions is helpful you know one day you'll run out of questions yeah <laughs> probably not <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of success stories in that sense. Cause you definitely like, once you're a part of the community and people just look out for you and they're like, Oh, like all of people reach out and be like, Hey, we're looking for a DevOps engineer. And I was like, absolutely not. Will I ever go back to DevOps? But I know my, somebody might be looking, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think just being a part of the community helps. Or yeah, like in sure. my case, when I was looking for a new job, I gave a 25 minute talk on an intro to Docker back at Agora turned into like a 50 minute long thing and i got a few like five or six offers for interviews just off of that talk alone nice so that can be another good way to kind of get your name out there so you're looking for work and start that conversation yep all right cool uh we got through those questions pretty good um what do you think of the new holberton school are we all still thrown by the guy knocking on the window? Uh, <laughs> he finally I think split. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm right. My brain is like ready to move on. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I don't know. I'm very transient. Like if something is happening in front of my face, I can't like help but like, whoa, what's going on there? But as soon as it's over, I'm like a goldfish. I'm like, all right, what's the other side of the bowl look like? What a castle? <laughs> <laughs> this place is great. <laughs> Uh, so the Holberton School is a new uh, boot camp, I guess. I don't know. It's like a two-year full-time thing where basically you go to school with them, and then once you get a position out of there, they take a certain cut mm-hmm. of your salary for like three years or something like that, I think. It's a 40-year boot camp. <laughs> 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 and when, when it's over, <laughs> they get 90% of your salary. For the next million years? <laughs> yeah. It's actually really just a cult. <laughs> yeah. I can think of other words. but uh, So what, what do we think of this, the whole run school? I think the concept makes a lot of sense. If nothing else, the incentives are maybe a little bit better aligned than a traditional university. You mm-hmm. know, like UConn, I, I went there, I did fine. It was not a, not a problem. But, you know, are they necessarily really incentivized to make sure I get a job? Perhaps not as much, right? In the global, in the global aggregate, they certainly are. But they're probably not anywhere near as invested in my individual success if they were getting a cut of my paycheck. Oh, not at all. Well, the I mean, economics you're not of it donations though. If you don't have a good salary, they need you to do well. Yeah, but yeah, but they don't really care about an individual. 
it, yeah, yeah, it's a little more indirect, more if nothing else. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're hoping that for that emotional attachment and go back to, you know, you go to the athletic events and donor events, stuff like that, right? But Holberton, they're getting a cut of your paycheck. So, mm-hmm. you know, are those economics sane? I don't know. Um, right. I don't know what they were charging. Like, what is it? What's the cut? I honestly don't know off the top of my head. But I've yeah, come around to feeling a lot more positively about it. I had some negative thoughts when I first came up before I had some questions answered. But I started thinking about my own college experience where I paid to go to an expensive four-year school and then ended up doing a very different career than what I spent all that time and money working towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something like Holborn where it's uh, if you work the numbers out right, it can be free for students if they hit a certain – I think it's a financial bracket is the yep. way the uh, yeah. thing works. But if you can get mm-hmm. there for free, get all the training, get like – Working with companies to actually like use these skills in real time as you're learning everything, like in the workforce, I think it'd be a really cool way to skill up and get ready for work. Yeah, I think there's a lot of need to figure out a better way to train engineers. You know, tr- traditional university school, it's um, university school, that was nice. I, it's oh, we were all criticizing you in our minds, but it's mm-hmm. good that you, yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call <laughs> that out, oh, right? Boy, you ever like meet somebody and they went to the same school as you, and you're like, boy, I guess it wasn't that good. In school. <laughs> That's how you feel right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a joke right on somebody else who also went to UConn, but uh, in this moment, it's a great use. But you know, a university isn't necessarily going to te- teach you a lot of the things you need to be a professional engineer. It's not. They're not going to teach you how to keep a site up. They're not going to teach you about cloud pricing or working with a large group of people over a long period of time, adapting someone else's code, right? You're, you're doing a lot of turn and burn theoretical stuff, by and large. At least that's how it was in my computer science degree. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to find a better way to do that so people are more able to contribute after the um, right after they graduate. Are mm-hmm. you saying that most jobs are not actually just like writing your own Linux kernel? <laughs> 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 we wrote our own shell, and I have to do that on a, on a weekly basis. Oh, all the time. It's like, oh, my shell's broken again. Oh, so just do it from scratch, it. right? <laughs> That's the way you do it. Extreme programming. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've compiled the Linux kernel from nothing. Absolutely, yeah. You know what they say? Definitely reinvent the wheel every time, if possible. Have you guys worked with anyone that, that's come out of any of the boot camps? We had an intern from the A100 program, mm-hmm. and that was... That worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't able to take as many as we'd always wanted to, but in the few instances that we did, they usually worked pretty well. Yeah. You know, people are motivated. They're asking a lot of good questions, and that's really all you're ever after from mm-hmm. an intern or as, as someone at an entry-level position. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're like, you know, they ask good questions. They're like, do you really think Saudi Arabia funded 9-11? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Lizard people. And you're like, yeah. I like how you're asking these questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are good interview questions. These are good <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can you explain how the Pentagon toppled? <laughs> that's how I like to do my. Those, that's a technical interview. <laughs> it's all structural engineering. <laughs> all right, nice. A few nine eleven conspiracy theories. Check that box. Yeah. <laughs> In the first half hour, too, it's pretty good. <laughs> Better than average. Hitting our marks. Uh, okay, so we think. I, I'm kind of torn on it myself with the whole written school thing, just because I do think there is something to be said for the traditional college experience in terms of creating sort of well-rounded people who have, like, taken some... Like, as much as I love to joke about not being an artsy person or, you know, I'm not, like, big in the humanities or whatever, I do think that, like, taking, for instance, like, Native American anthropology was sort of eye-opening in terms of, like, oh, this is, like, a thing that happened in our country and, like, all the ramifications of those mm-hmm. cultural, you know, whereas if you just do two fucking straight years of coding... 
I don't know that it turns you into a more normal human being. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that would necessarily be the case, and I suppose that's the thing. Like, there's yeah. nothing that strictly says that a university program is a four-year is better than, yeah. than two years. I don't. I think you can certainly contribute to a, a meaningful software project with less than four years of general experience, not related to technology. <laughs> yeah, so, I think, I think if anything, you could do you could do better with just a, a targeted focus. But yeah, I think it's more of like the the holistic person. A lot of colleges just to be socialized. You know. Yeah, I think it's a nice option to have available to mm -hmm. you. Again, I would if I were to do it, I would look at the economics of it because yeah. I think that my bet is you know watch the the average salary because it's like you do it here and then you go to san francisco and you can pay like eight times that you know your salary to live mm -hmm. but it'll certainly it'll certainly look good i think it's worth noting too that the whole burn school is actually based out of san francisco are they? so that those, helps those engineers are just kind of a different breed well i mean the, the, the economics are totally different living here versus there right yeah. so you just gotta like most things do your research know what you're signing yourself up for and mm -hmm. be comfortable with it you know maybe a four years not for you okay great look for another option and if nothing else, you you attend an elite Northeast private university and get your English degree, and there's no way that could go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about networking. <laughs> That's right. All right, cool. Um, so another thing I want to talk about, and this is sort of a weird cultural problem, and I don't expect us to solve it right now, but it's something I think about um, frequently is that the tech scene in general is very male and very white, and uh, New Haven I.O. is not particularly different in that sense. You know, like... Do you feel any responsibility to work on that? Like, how do you address it? How can we, as a community, address that? Like, yeah, what do you guys see, think about the whole race and gender thing? You saw. <laughs> 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 Tell me about sexism and what you would solve it with one concise piece of literature. Go. What? Wow. <laughs> Pre-written piece of literature. I did not do that kind of research on the way here. You know, I, I, mean, I think you have words to, are like <laughs> a short story, preferably. Um, I, I think you have to you, you do what you can, I think to impact it, you know, like I think for us as, as a, you know, like it was, as it was said earlier, a loose association, really important. You know, people can come in and out of the community. That's great. We want to accept a lot of people, but we need to watch out, be, be actively on guard for anything that would be detrimental. You know, mm -hmm. we're not in a position where we're necessarily doing a lot of formal training or anything mm -hmm. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, we can't positively, I think, impact things from that angle, but we can definitely focus on just the general vibe, the community and the support. And there mm -hmm. have been instances in the past where, you know, the, the, I guess the leadership of the community did have to step in and actively kick people out that were causing problems. Because mm -hmm. girls were getting in the group and that kind of thing. Had to come <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I'm going to avoid making a bad joke. <laughs> oh, Colin is good for one of those. <laughs> he somehow always roots for the bad guy. Well, I know? feel like really like just adding a landmine right in front of me. Like, Are you about to step there? <laughs> Here, let me dust that off for you. <laughs> but also to that point about uh, inclusiveness, I've been talking with Rainer Paskowitz, one of the leaders at uh, Google Developer Group, New Haven. Um, they're actually putting on a conference next month or GDG New Haven Dev Fest. Uh, they uh, had some interest in working with us specifically to kind of work on this woman in tech problem and mm -hmm. have a few joint events where we have women speakers come in from different technologies, have more of like a woman kind of centric event where we're trying to get them involved, uh, specifically show that there are these growing numbers and it's not as much of a boys club as it necessarily used to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lean in, me too. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we try, but Colin just can't be helped. It's just it's nature, you know. So uh, just boys are like that. You know how they you know how they be. 
yeah, no, it is. Could you tell me more about this person who got kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did they say specific? No, we having no. that discussion today? Yeah, no, no again, we, yeah, <laughs> no. But there, there are because especially like when you get forty or fifty people on a Slack channel, it takes like people. I mean, never mind the sort of like edge lord joke mm-hmm. that you might hear one off. But there are people you just don't. You can't speak to everybody's values. You know yeah. what I mean? People come from all kinds of different backgrounds, and so. If somebody's going through something and they're just, I don't know, people go through shit and, and not everybody um, can gives everybody the benefit of the doubt. And you just got to be real careful to try to keep people like, you know, keep it all cordial and, you know. Were people kicked out of the group? I mean, what was what was going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there were comments made that were, I'll say, not inclusive for sure on yeah. a regular routine basis after several people had made an attempt to correct the situation. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to have to actually kick people out of just a group chat. But yeah. You know, I mean, that's what it comes to eventually. Welcome sometimes. to the internet. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, 40 people is enough to generally be the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but so are, these, are these people anonymous that are in the group, or are they attached Not to typically. real humans? Typically attached to I mean, to you real know man. who they are. Right? Oh, I yeah, have 10 choose. different accounts. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just incoherent babbling in between them. Yeah, typically that's people correct. are associated with the real name. And kicking that one person out kind of caused like a bit of a controversy in the community for a few minutes as people were... Saying, like, well, what if I say something a little bit off-color? Is that going to get me kicked out? Like, it was just one dude being a bad guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, we've, as a team, uh, took that, learned from it, realized we need to act on this stuff a little bit sooner. We're always trying to be better about protecting everybody. That one got away from us a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, we... It's the first time we've had to kick somebody out, so it's a learning process. Was it, like, racist stuff, or misogynistic, or, or what? Uh, Usually more... I'd say a, a grab bag. <laughs> usually, it usually would lean more on the misogyny side, but yeah. certainly that wasn't the limit of it. No. He, was, he was very careful about trying to toe the line and just went over it a few too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it becomes nationalism, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to police this stuff, you know, but I think what's important is is generally people are paying attention to it and on the lookout for it yep. and, and not just taking it for granted that everyone has uh, best interests at heart or, you know, however you want to look at it. So, yeah. I try to diffuse with humor. That's usually what I do. I'm just like, hey, are you sure you want to say these hateful things? Can mm-hmm. you maybe just chill out a little bit instead of that? Right. I mean, and it's important to be loud and vocal about it to, to a certain extent. I mean, that's that's what, what we like about the community is that people can come and go. But at the same time, you know, people can come and go. Right. Yeah. Like, we don't do background checks. You can go. <laughs> you should. Yeah. We got to start. <laughs> Nice. More overhead, please. Yeah, yeah. We're taking donations purely for background checks. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Do we take donations? Is that a thing? No. Okay, I was going to say. If any technology companies in New Haven are out there and are interested in kind of getting their name out, we accept donations in the form of offering a space for events or buying us pizza. That's you right. want to hook us up with that, we can give you a five-minute spot to kind of pitch and talk to our developers about job openings you might have. It's pretty much how the entire thing is monetized. It's just through pizza. <laughs> yeah. the only monetization we are interested in. <laughs> so that is an interesting side of it too is like you'll sometimes have companies who sort of want to use new haven io as sort of a launching pad like they want access to the people in the community to either like pitch their jobs or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like they're like oh like you could be a whole part of this and we're kind of like well oh, we're pretty happy just being a bunch of chill people who are you know what i mean geeking out together so our company's looking to to come in and like advertise directly or or what 
I think it's more that like there was some notion of maybe having like a job board or something like that mm-hmm. that people would be able to spon- like have sponsored access to. You know what I mean? Like more direct access to like the community to be able to like, advertise better to us. You know? Gotcha. We yeah. have a jobs channel on the Slack, but the problem with so many people is that we can't afford to pay for the paid model. So after so many messages, everything just gets gobbled up by scroll back. Gotcha. So people can post okay. jobs that won't necessarily stay there for too long. I might go above the fold and disappear forever. Yep. So they're trying to find ways to better reach people okay. more in meaningful ways. Yeah. But we're more like, no, no. Once it's in the ether, that's where it belongs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, all right. District is a word I just said. <laughs> district, respond. <laughs> district. <laughs> so district is uh, a new-ish space that's where Holberton is right yeah it's like a former bus depot and now it's a um co-working space slash barbecue slash you know yeah crossfit yeah (laughs) i feel like this sentence is going pretty good so far (laughs) i'm ready to take a break (laughs) um but we're not you're not involved in any of that right like not directly because like i know that's like kind of like the beloved like tech hub of new haven you know i know the state really wants it to succeed well it certainly has the eyes right i mean it's got funding behind it so Mm -hmm. a lot of attention is certainly Mm -hmm. being paid there so cold and gray in there it's perfect is it have you been in actually i've I've not concrete and glass and steel perfect (laughs) (laughs) we don't want these engineers to feel feelings while they're writing code (laughs) well it's just funny because like a lot of the people from uh that were at the grove moved over there and it's kind of a it's like night and day. At least I think it is. Yeah. The in grove terms closed. Of, or, or I know. Closed. Agora. Yeah. yeah. Agora closed the grove. Agora <laughs> closed. That's right. So you you work at Fussy Coffee, right, Colin? I work at home. Oh, you work at home yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. You have a baby now, I guess. So I do. Before, it was more like, oh, let me get out of this house. Now you're like, I probably should take care of this child or whatever. Pretty much. No, nah, I mean, not even that. It's more just some running around between the houses as well. So doing so that's right. the real you estate thing. Real estate developer as yeah. well. You got to be. You got to be a real estate developer in this town. That's just the rules. Yeah, you, everyone really should be both a programmer and a real estate developer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you're age 30 and you're not already a real estate developer <laughs> slash programmer, you are behind. Got to get to a boot camp. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. Anything, do, any opinions on districts? <laughs> I think it's cool. I have a lot of friends over there. Seem to really enjoy it. It was cool when Agora was still open, having that kind of... Uh, Difference of spaces. If you mm-hmm. want to be a little more creative, Agora was kind of the spot. If you want to be a little more startup-y, kind of going for the Bay Area eventually. Yeah, I think that, was the move. that's what I liked about Agora, that it was all just kind of warm and funky over there. And um, I don't know, it was, just, it was more of like a community feel type of space. And personality. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think there's there's a little bit of a, a lack of that in New Haven right now. I wish there was, you know, something would kind of rise up in that same vein. Um, district is definitely geared towards companies you know yeah yeah you're not just leasing space there as colin i mean you certainly can they have um, the drive it's a similar co-working space to what agora was doing okay how much does that cost roughly same prices as agora last time i checked which would might be, be a little more expensive you know? i think it was like 300 dollars for a dedicated desk for a month hmm. give or take maybe 50 dollars. all right cool 99 dollars for 10 days a month okay and they barely counted how often you were there (laughs) (laughs) so if you're looking to figure out a way to scam small companies (laughs) for test space this is the podcast for you (laughs) all right uh in five years what would you like new haven io to look like what would you know what what's your uh 
I don't call it end game. In five years, <laughs> when the earth is scorched <laughs> and the seas have dried up, and we're all hunting for that last fish, what do you think New Haven I will be like? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pretty amped if we still exist in the same vein that we do now. Yeah. I think IO's strength is that 11, 12 years ago when this started, there were a ton of disparate programming groups in New Haven. There's a specific Ruby group, specific uh, PHP group. Uh, all these different technologies, everybody meeting separately, trying to keep all these calendars straight, and I.O. kind of came to be a thing to kind of pull everything together under one banner to create one big technology group in New Haven so anybody can come to any given event, keep the whole community tight with all the different technologies and stacks and new things everybody's using. So as things kind of come and go, I've seen New Haven I.O. kind of stand tall and kind of keep its place through all that, so I'd be amped to see us just be where we are. Do you get honestly. some sick thrill out of those other groups being crushed? It excites me in a strange way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I mean, it's, well, it's always a bummer. <laughs> anticipate that. It's always a bummer seeing people put effort into something and have it kind of fold, but I try to reach out to people when I see these groups start up and say, hey, I see exactly what we're trying to do. We have a ton of members trying to come to events. We only may have a certain amount active on Slack. We have a ton on Meetup that just come to events and kind of work mm-hmm. in the background. So even if you want to keep your own thing going, I'd let us know if we can like cross promote, get people going to your events because there's a new New Haven Kubernetes user group that just popped up, and we mm-hmm. have a ton of people in our DevOps channel who are like either using it at work or starting to learn all these new container technologies. So we're trying to find ways to cross pollinate. So you're kind of like a, a meetup group bully. You're like quit your shit and just come join ours? I think that's the way a lot of people see us. It's really not <laughs> what we're trying well, to do base- well, He has a baseball bat when he goes to other people's groups. That's <laughs> yeah. why, you know? <laughs> so it's sort of a tech mafia. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> just pay your protection and there protection won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard us describe And of like course that. we only take payments in pizza. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to provide me 100 pizzas a month or we will destroy your meetup group. I mean, are there? Is that actually true? That there's people that want to would rather it, the group be something different, or their whatever their niches have it have it come up and become the thing? Or what? I say we get into this right now. Hell yeah, other people want things to be different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's that's always a discussion. Should we be doing more? Should we be doing less? Right? I mean, I, I agree. I vote, I vote less. You vote yeah. less. <laughs> we we yeah, might have a quorum here actually. <laughs> <laughs> the key problem we tend to have with that is people will come to us and say, "Hey, we really want more of X. We really want this event Y to happen." And we say, "All right, cool." Do you want to help us organize it? And then everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. Of course. That's not at all what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to an effort problem where there are like four people on the board of directors yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one has a new child, and that's kind of been eating up some of his time. Uh, worse. Some of us have been traveling a little more for work, so it's always kind of like a balance act of trying to just Once keep what we have like going. Two, though, going. It shouldn't be a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. I assume it's self-sufficient by then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just put it in the biopod and call it a day. Change your diaper. <laughs> So we're doing our best to kind of meet the needs of everybody in the community, but at a certain point, we all have our own day jobs. We have our own social lives going on. We're trying to keep the wheels moving as best we can. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I get the impression that people are happy with what we're doing right now, so it's not it, – it's almost always additive. Like, oh, can you – like you kind of said, oh, can you have this meetup or that meetup? Mm-hmm. Um, and until we get to the point where I think the members have a critical – uh, you, you cross a critical threshold where everyone is saying in unison, hey, we want to do this thing. Well, then maybe that's when we have a maybe a harder decision about where to go. I think, you know, in five years, if everyone still wants us to keep doing what we're doing now, great. Then I'm thrilled. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's always value in having that loose association of people that you can easily come in and, and learn from and integrate with and, you know, make connections. 
mm-hmm. that, that, that should be independent of a specific technology or, or something like that, you know? Cool. Yeah. All right. Great. Um, all right. So let's play some games. It's about that time, I guess. Let's play some games. Let's play some games. Yes. Uh, someday we're going to get some like music. I was thinking about that. We should like, like intro music. Yeah. We yeah. You should pepper it in there. Absolutely. That's something we can do. I think pretty sure. Yeah. He's nodding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll try to think of some songs. I don't know how it works. If we are in like public domain, I don't think we can just use like, um, just make him sue you. It's <laughs> true. It's a good notoriety. Name out there. Uh, yeah. Listen, if this is the only way to get Taylor Swift's attention, I'm not gonna. Do this. <laughs> uh, right. Um, which one do you want to play first, Colin? Which ones are on the docket? Uh, the usuals. <laughs> the usual suspects. Mayor for a day. Steal something. Let's fuck do Mary Mayor kill. for a day. Mayor for a day. Okay, so Mayor for a day is basically I give you a cool million dollars. Ooh. <laughs> And uh, you can do anything you want with it in the city of New Haven. No alder approval or anything. No questions asked. What do you, you know? What are you gonna do? I, I think you can't ignore what is the Church Street wind tunnel. Something has to be done about that. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, you do work on Church Street, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So this is my in my best interest, really. <laughs> the yeah. Church Street wind tunnel. Do you just mean it's windy on Church Street? It's extremely windy on Church Street all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you not know about this? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's insane. It's fine right now in the summer, but boy, in the winter is brutal. Oh yeah, it's, it's awful. And all all the food trucks are there. I mean, that's like the local. That's like local lunchtime commerce street right there. You yeah. know, like something has to be done. It's you. It's like, what do you propose? I don't know. Um, yeah. We have to build a wall. Some sort I, of countervailing. I, this winds is true. I don't see how side. a wall. Yeah, we could put do, push winds against it. That yeah. might help. I mean, that would probably cost a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I know that they say walls aren't the solution solution to every problem, but in this case, it feels like the yeah, solution. Yeah, yeah, it does feel right. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel good to say put up a wall. It's true. There's something. Or I don't know if you put up fins. Like I don't know how it works. Mm, true. What if you wear some sort of wind suit? It makes you. More, aerodyna- more aerodynamic, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Find a way to turn that into renewable energy. Yeah, yeah, that w- I could work. We just stand up more wind. Uh, what if windmills. we were the batteries? Yeah, you wear. You wear. You have turbines. to wear. Yeah, you wear. Yeah, I like the rather <laughs> this is going. <laughs> we turn humans into kilowatts. Right, and there's got to be plugs along the street that you can plug into to feed the energy back into the grid as well. So, so you mm-hmm. started with one million. Now you've got ten million. <laughs> nah, 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 that one million's enough to get the budget approved, and then you spend ten million. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, what about you, Henry? Um, I was thinking about this a lot this morning. Uh, Don't say ooh. human wind turbine. Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't over-prepare for this podcast. <laughs> it's a bad precedent. Uh, the fun answer that I have, I have two answers, like a fun answer and a practical answer. The fun answer is... We'll be the slow. judge whether it's fun or not. <laughs> I'd like to see a lot more Hold bike on. infrastructure. Hold on, what's my fun police hat on? <laughs> I'd like to see a lot more bike infrastructure in New Haven. I know a lot of it's been coming. Uh, I think big it's issue not coming. It turns out uh, my friend who's on the inside told me that there were no bids for the Edgewood bike lane. Wow. <laughs> so uh, apparently that whole RFP is just sitting around. That's which a is bummer. Cool. Yeah, you hmm. know. Like even the bike lanes we have, they aren't super protected. And like once like the snows Getting come, walls. everything just gets blown into the. You know, you have bike a good plan where we're like, okay, we have this shuffle ready project. People are like, well, I'm not so interested in that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw a, goodwill with the townspeople. Trust the city. <laughs> How did? Why did they get no bids? Do they list a like a 
I don't uh, know. Cost range or? I don't know. I need yeah. to just um, harass Doug Houseton on Twitter until he answers me, I guess. Yeah. It's the only way to deal with civic government was is it to not tweet a, at them. Was mm-hmm. it not enough bike ramps? <laughs> it's probably right, yeah. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. I think, I don't know, because they are removing a lot of parking spaces or whatever, but like, I feel like the whole plan was already set up. It's weird to me that there were no bids. It makes me feel like they thought they could do it cheaper than they could. I'm not sure. So. I mean, sometimes they those bids they're looking for a certain set of criteria that your company has to you right. know be carrying a bond of x amount and mm-hmm. there just might not be companies that want to get involved with whatever their criteria was maybe they purposely made it charles <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, oh, it wasn't even like so a joke arduous that it couldn't be done <laughs> <laughs> anyway we really sidetracked i'm sorry henry You're good uh, the practical answer is dump it into wait the funny answer was bike infrastructure <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> okay it's nerd day right <laughs> phone police here <laughs> sorry you were gonna be flagged for that was not that fun okay go on what's your practical answer uh, practical answer is dump it into computer science education for kids mm. i've learned recently kids, they're the future i've learned recently that when connecticut has uh, certain qualifications people need to meet to be like a history teacher a math teacher a science teacher there are no qualifications at all for people to be a computer science any kind of perfect because I, I know this guy who smokes blunt outside his podcast studio and i think he would be perfect <laughs> <laughs> this was his favorite show i think agreed <laughs> yeah. so i think we need to do something a little more to help kids learn all this stuff so since programming jobs keep growing by the month it seems mm-hmm. we're not doing a ton to help kids out before they hit college and get a late start compared to yeah how do we get more cities. i know like um Companies are always telling me they have a hard time hiring developers. I mean, it, that's true everywhere, right? Like, it's not just yeah. a Connecticut problem. It's just, like, global. If you're not in the Bay Area, and even then, probably. I think, yeah, everywhere in the whole world. Everywhere in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So a lot of people working on computers. Yeah, but not enough. No. What's what's the, the qualification aspect of that, Henry? That's uh, What were you saying about that? To my understanding, if you want to be, like, a math teacher in Connecticut, yep. there is a certain... I'm not sure if it's a you certain have degree you have to have out of college. It's like a demons. test you have to take. Mm-hmm. But there's some actual qualifying standard you need to meet in order to be like a qualified middle school math teacher, for instance. And we just don't have any of that kind of qualification set up for anything technology related. So is that precluding people from from teaching in, I don't think it's in the schools? Or is that you think they're not qualified think, that are teaching? Or I think what? anybody can do it. So you can just yeah. walk in and be like, I can teach this. And just like read a book on CSS really quick and like try to do a web development class. But you kind of end up shortchanging the kids a little bit. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about programming classes in general in schools? I wish I had one. Really? Um, I'm from East Hampton, Connecticut. Uh, back in you don't have to admit that <laughs> you can just keep that to yourself like there's no need to we weren't asking when i was Sorry. in high school uh there were no in East Hampton. there were no programming classes <laughs> yeah well, that was I, had to, the I had to do some independent studies on my own uh set up some curriculums to learn javascript uh html css i think to my knowledge they're still using what i developed in that independent study like eight years ago to Hell teach yeah. high school students mm-hmm. wait you were in high now. school eight years ago Nine, eight and a half. God, that fucking child. <laughs> but I didn't have an opportunity to do anything. I had to like teach myself. Eventually, got to college, and I felt like I was way behind some of the kids who went to some better high schools who took two years of like AP Java and just had that much of a head start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that way. Even, even when I went to college, God, hundreds of years ago. Um, yeah, there were kids who'd already taken like program. I'm like, what? Your high school like computers? The fuck is that? Yeah, we did. 
that helped a ton. Yeah. I mean, I, I skipped the first class of programming. Nice. I, I, took a, I took a, um, word processing in 1997. Mm-hmm. On I took Apple keyboarding CD. in 1999. Yeah, I took keyboarding. Nice. That guy just uh, gave us the spread eagle. Because he was a real was a fun guy. Yeah, he did a real power pose at us. He did. Two incidents this week. Yeah. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> But I think that is important, though, getting those kind of classes because, like, and, th- and this isn't computer programming per se, but when I lived in Wisconsin, I did touch, like, touch typing back in, like, 1992. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I, had computers even been invented? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I remember coming to Connecticut so cool. and doing it, and everyone's like, what is this thing? I was like, I did this five years ago. I don't understand, you know, but, yeah. I mean, what a leg up that ended up being over yep. the years, just yeah. getting that exposure, even if it's not the best class in the world. And you're still using Henry's material from eight years ago, you know, mm-hmm. like just having that class. Then. <laughs> okay. Riddled with bugs to this day. How fast do you type? Very slowly, because I write a lot of bugs. Last time I checked, like 116 words a minute. Ooh. You did a speed test. Yeah, I haven't done one of those in so long. I do 135, and yeah, I get a lot of women. Wow. <laughs> Is that on your Tinder profile? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I type 135 words a minute. What is up? He just floods them with text messages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely not. On a phone, I type very badly. I hate phone typing, and I've never got... People are like, oh, you'll get used to it. Nope, not my fat thumbs. It's just never... I just type bad. Well, at some point, you start expecting the phone to autocorrect you as well in weird ways. Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, so... Very fun answer to be for day, everybody. I, w- I think the practical answer would have been turn the fountain on. Like, why is the fountain not on the green? Is it not on right now? No, I haven't not seen really. it on all summer. This is the day. Hmm. I saw a leaking fire hydrant the other day, and I reported it at C-Click Fix. was not fixed a week later. It's probably why the fountain's not working. Mm, yeah, all the pressure <laughs> is over there. I didn't know you were a hydrant narc. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I reported in like three years. <laughs> I just drove by and no one was around. It seems so silly. I'm like, water coming out of the hydrant. That's ridiculous. Someone solved this. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to report a pothole and it was just like, it's like, what? Like what corner? And I'm like, well, it's basically the whole street. <laughs> 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 I couldn't really pick a spot. It's hard to fit it all into one shot on my phone. <laughs> You're past hole at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how they've been tearing up asphalt and just leaving it bare for three weeks before they like do anything about putting more asphalt down. I don't know, man. You know how it is around here. Anyway, supposed to let it breathe. Oh, harp. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so steal something. Basically, what we do is we steal something from another city um, that you would love to have in New Haven. It doesn't have to be realistic. You know, we talked about we talked the High Line. We talked about fun swings on the promenade. We've talked about uh, I think somebody stole the Daily Planet from Metropolis. So that yep. was fun. Even fictional things can be stolen. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> so don't feel restricted by the laws of physics or whatever reality. Henry, do you want to go ahead? Henry, give a prepared? funny answer first. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Bear in mind, I'm still wearing the fun police hat. <laughs> um, honestly, I'd really love to have a pedestrian-only street in New Haven. I know it's been brought up a few times. I've been shot down in various ways. but Wall I'm Street, sure. I already have it. I usually bring it up and Colin shoots it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it would be great. I yeah. don't know what the problem is. We, I've written a whole articles about this. So. Like I, I went to school in Burlington, Vermont, and we just had this church street like four or five blocks straight. There's just no mm-hmm. cars allowed. It's just ended up being a really... Hell yeah, we're going camping there in two weeks. Oh yeah. You excited, Colin? I'm very excited. You bringing the baby? Bringing the baby, man. I got a six-person tent, tried it out last week. It went great. On top of your car? Yeah, on top of my car. Amazing. (laughs) 
Colin finds weird products on Amazon and sends them to me, including tents that are set up on top of like cars. Well, I was reading an article that was like the hottest new tent trends in 2019, and one was just a <laughs> tent on top of a car. There, how many Goddamn tent trend articles too. do you read? So many. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going camping there next week, and it should be pretty. Yeah. Next, well, two weeks. Up around yeah. Burlington or just in Vermont? In Burlington. In Burlington. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an annual camping trip. So. Yeah, I think the closed street is a great idea. It's just the the people that don't support it are like the very practical reasons, like the businesses that want parking. But you can do it. Like deliveries. you can, for instance, you can you can like just close it between the hours of like eight a.m. and like nine p.m. And then if you do deliveries, do them in the early in the morning. That's or, you know exactly what I mean? like Burlington not, does. They just yeah. open up the chains at all the uh, cross streets it's and really not that good. Yeah. cars yeah, come in in the morning. Problem. Like Anchor Spa is like, no, I need this truck to be able to like double park right in front of me so we can get <laughs> fucking ginger beer. Like, really? Calm down. Cool. What else? You got anything, Steve? I don't have anything particularly great for this one. I mean, I was going to say river walk. You know, I mean, we got the river, we got the ocean right there. How do we not have a river walk? A river walk? Yeah. River San walk. Antonio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Steal from San Antonio. Okay. They got a like, good setup. So all we need Should is I a world's fair, about? and then we'll have the river walk left over. We'll be all set. Yeah. No, what's, what's the river walk? A walkway <laughs> to the ocean? No, they, just, they got like some nice canals, and then like all the, all the, you just walk down alongside it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that, that you is, think my listeners are San Antonio experts. <laughs> right. I'm assuming a lot of context coming into this podcast. It is, it is funny that you answer questions with, like, the base amount of information. Right. Like, I assume you know everything that I know in my brain, mm-hmm. so I'm going to skip all that. <laughs> it's a system of canals left over in San Antonio from a World's Fair some years back, and a lot of restaurants and bars and stores have kind of, like, set up operations around it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a good setup. Sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. I would steal Amsterdam, which is the whole center of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Plus, the drugs are nice. Yeah. It's just fun to be able to eat space cake while you're walking around the city. You know what I mean? I think you could do that right here. Nothing's stopping you. <laughs> well, the law, but yeah. I it's mean, we had our buddy outside law. just uh, <laughs> yeah. doing his thing. That's true. It is it is de facto legal here with decriminalization and whatnot. Yeah. So. Vote Andrew Yang. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts is real close. I don't know about anybody else, but I found a strong correlation between people who are excited about Andrew Yang and people who believe in lizard people. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I, do you not, just do you not think Andrew, Andrew Yang has interesting ideas? I think he has perfectly interesting ideas. I just think that he's, a non, he's like a non-viable politician currently for president. Yeah. I think he could be a person who's like a senator or a congressperson, but I just think he's you know he's not there yet. Uh, I think he's great. I think he moves the needle in great directions. Okay. Universal. Yeah. I know you're a big universal basic income. Absolutely. Where do you guys land on this, UBI? I think it's a good idea, honestly. Yeah, you got to have something. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the amount of money it would take just to get everybody that, what was it supposed to be, like 1000 a month? 1000 a month, yep. Frankly, compared to our defense budget, that's not a ton of money, and it's a really good way to just get people back on their feet, that's start like dumping good. money back into the economy. Mm-hmm. Seems like a win-win. So it's like three billion a month. Well, the idea with most most UBI plans are that you would replace a lot of the the social service stuff that we have already. Uh, yeah. I mean, food stamps and rental assistance. And so I would say the pr- the plans that give even more than a thousand are better because it's so much simpler. You you reduce so many administrative costs and just you know a lot of hoops for people to jump through. It's much simpler. Just give people money. That's it. Go spend the money, and it's just increasingly more necessary. You know yeah. that if you're if you're not a computer programmer, it's going to be hard to get a job in three years. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <clears throat> I yeah. I I have like mixed feelings just because um, I don't know. I think everybody should have access to like 
shelter, healthcare, and food. You know what I mean? Like n- nobody should go without those things. Mm-hmm. Whether what the implementation of that is, ideally, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's just it's hard to know because like a lot of people like their problems are so uh, personal. Like uh, you know, a lot of people have drug problems, so like mm-hmm. money is not so far from solving their problems. You know what I mean? So like. It's not that I don't think people can responsibly spend their own money. I just think that, like, certain problems are so, like, sort of destructive that, like, they need to be handled sort of more specifically. And they, mm-hmm. like, kind of blow out all the other problems. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, drug treatment <clears throat> is certainly necessary. But, I mean, yeah. I think that's an issue on, on its own in terms of instead of even with, with that, you still need to just take care of people's basic needs and dignity. Okay. So, let's go on to the last question because we are about out of time. And that is Fuck, Mary Kill. It's everybody's favorite game. Except for that fantastic baby. But I don't know. He might like it. Who's to say? Um, <laughs> who's to say? Not him. He's not here. He's probably two rooms away from us right now. He's actually probably at a con of some kind. Um, I was thinking either programming languages or types of tech jobs, which I think I think types of tech jobs is a more interesting. Is a more interesting. What do you think, Con? Uh, what do you what do you mean in terms of types of tech jobs? You know, like DevOps, tech support, uh, software developer. I don't know. Those are three. What else you got? Um, healthcare <laughs> IT. You could be a principal engineer. You could be a project manager. You could be like a front end designer. You could be, a, um, you know, how many more do I have mm-hmm. to give you before you think this is a viable thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have three or four more. Yeah, There's, I was going to set the bar a little higher. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to help me either, huh? It's great. It's great. I mean, what's else, what, man? Well, what do you want? Programming languages, or do you want what, what? Tell me the answer. What do you guys want? I feel like programming languages are something you can have a feeling about. Okay, great. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. I agree that we should. If we haven't lost the audience by now, we should put that do the final trick. stick in their heart. You have strong feelings about programming languages. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you made it this far, you probably already programmed, so it's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so who's gonna start? We just kind of oh, is this a roundtable. Yeah, it's just sort of all over the place. Um, I try sometimes try to do it in organized. I usually do fuck first, like the language you will fuck with. So I'll actually say JavaScript with my fuck because I would love to learn React. I'd love to do a little more JavaScripty stuff. I like it syntactically, but day to day I don't really use it a lot, and I don't necessarily have a use case for it in my day to day life. But uh, it intrigues me, and I wish I did more of it. You mm-hmm. know, I would marry JavaScript. Okay, it's just fun to work with okay. and it's and it increasingly just has more and more applications all the time so yeah it's just i don't know now that there's server-side javascript what's that now that there's like node and server-side javascript yeah exactly functionalities increase quite a bit yeah for sure um that's not just a and thing, it's just fun to work with thing you ruin firefox with <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke about ram yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad we got that one in <laughs> yeah. it, took, it took a while but we got there so I gotta make it to your set. <laughs> People sometimes are like, "Oh, you should write jokes about nurse stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, I should definitely write jokes towards the two percent of the population." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the other people will get it. <laughs> yeah, no. I would fuck Scala. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun language. Looks really elegant. Every time they see a problem solved in it, it's really integral in a lot of data science pipelines, which right now I'm very interested in. But I assume it won't keep my attention, so I'm not going to marry it. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. I definitely fuck Python. I feel like it's what I go back to whenever I get bored of everything else. Just like okay. need a breath of fresh air, just end up going back to Python, doing something small and fast. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's certainly great for that. 
I guess I would marry Ruby just because it's the only language I know with any level of competence. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I can like get something up and running pretty fast with it. So I know it, and that's really all I care about. Like I know that there's a lot of <laughs> deep flaws or whatever, but you know, I I know it, and it's like it does things in a way I can look at Ruby code and know what it's doing pretty obviously. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which I feel kind of similarly about Python. You know, I just don't use it. But yeah, I would fuck SQL. Uh, I just like writing database queries. <laughs> Who doesn't, <Sure>. really? <laughs> <laughs> you you know, look I'm, at the planner, you can see the internals. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never thought you were a sociopath until the very moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what kind of person have I led into my life? Oh, no, there's something great about just emerging from your office after eight hours and your beard has grown a foot longer and it's, <laughs> you just made some beautiful queries. Awesome. I was telling these guys yesterday, as soon as I have to join more than two tables, I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. Somebody, <laughs> somebody called DBA. <laughs> well, like I was working on a project today where they they had to get a bunch of data out of a database to put into a uh, like a bar chart. Mm-hmm. And instead of making an elegant query that would get all that data together, yeah. they just created a loop that would do 24 queries, like incrementing a number. So it was just like terribly slow. Yeah. Everything about uh, it was awful you know why they did that so they could charge them later for the performance increase exactly that's where i step in (laughs) (laughs) last guy sucked (laughs) what about you guys love good i I would kill ruby just because it's causing me hassle at work (laughs) (laughs) it's not my code that's causing hassle right no well you didn't write any ruby for us no no i didn't just for that one roman numeral thing it's i i I feel stuck with it because it's like adjacent to python mm-hmm. and python at this point is far more ascendant has far more library support it's just as verbose it's just as elegant go away ruby <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the yeah but the python like i don't know whatever what is it django flask is like their equivalent of rails yeah 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 probably django yeah i don't know that i feel like it's as well support i don't know I couldn't speak to it. No, I I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you can turn out web apps like that yeah. with Ruby on Rails for sure. Yeah. It's just at this point, like, I just don't want to see any more Ruby projects because, like, I already got Python. I already got to deal with that. I yeah, don't need yeah, more fair. of just right. slightly different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is perfectly fine. Yeah. Henry? I think I'd marry JavaScript for the same reason Josh wants to marry Ruby. It's just something I'm very comfortable with. I can jump into anything. If I need a quick uh, web project, I can just toss Vue up. If I'm building like a command line program, I'm working on something in Node at work right now. Nice. It's very versatile. Mm-hmm. I would kill PHP because somebody should. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I make a living. So I'm, I got to keep that around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's a willing sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Little Henry, you had a good run, but. <laughs> Yeah. What about you guys? Kill? Or whatever you're missing? I would kill, just collectively, any number of front-end frameworks. I wish we'd all just coalesce on one thing, because there's just too much shit, and I don't want to learn all of them. So You want to learn TypeScript, and then JavaScript? I just don't want to learn. And then Coffee coffee Script? Yeah. Let's just choose one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just pick one, and yeah. Just make one new standard to encapsulate all the old standards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What could go wrong? I would marry Python because that's what I always end up going back to for something needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Time to get it done. Yeah. And I would kill Cold Fusion because it was the bane of my existence <laughs> for the past two years. I don't my last think job. you need to kill Cold Fusion. Isn't it just dying anyway? Like, it's a very limping death. Nice. Yeah. That was a terrible, terrible project to work on. <clears throat> nice. All right. Well, 
that about does it. We are uh, over our time. So, uh, yeah. Thank you both so much for coming out. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having of us. Of course. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, check out. How do you even get in the Slack? Somebody asked me recently. I don't even. Uh, if you go to our website, uh, HTTPS colon slash slash newhaven.io, there will be buttons to go to our meetup page, to join our Slack group, to see our Twitter. I can't Everything believe is kind you of just on did the homepage. HTTP colon slash slash. That no, he, a, did you even say HTTPS? He did. Yeah. Oh, good. No, it, it, port 443 or bus. <laughs> 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 Holy cow. What a, I've never, oh, well done. Um, cool. Yeah, check it out. Come join us. Talk about programming. You know, especially if you're, if you're not a white dude, we would especially love to, you know, pad those stats. <laughs> even if you're. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to say it. You, you I? say that like we're keeping track of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're not. But even KPI. if you're just doing all this as a hobby, we'd love to have you come in and talk. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, I am putting on comedy shows on September 7th at the Art Plus Studio at 9.30 p.m. And uh, at Regal Beagle on September 14th at 8 p.m. I haven't booked either of the shows, but I'm sure they'll be hilarious and full of great comics. So <laughs> I'll probably get that done before then. So, uh, yeah, come check out some comedy. Go to BetweenTwoRocks.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Yeah. Busy people and lots of yellies. Worcester hipsters and fed up townies. We have more than pizza in common. With two rocks for bookends. New Haven, New Haven, New Haven. Between two rocks. Rocks.